0: Hello and welcome to the Longshot Podcast. I'm your host, Davis Reed, and I'm doing this uh, quickly by myself without Duncan so that I could do that. I just wanted to bring it in. You know, last week we talked about who was going to intro the episode. We said we were going to leave it up to a a listener vote, but we didn't do that because I thought, you know, if I just record an intro on my own, then I don't even give Duncan the opportunity to bring in the show. Um, I'm just here to say we've got an awesome conversation with Jalen Brunson Think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Uh, Jalen is the man. he's obviously coming off a career year free agency this summer, so you know obviously a lot in flux. Um, he talks a little bit about that. He talks about the Mavericks run. he talks about stepping up when Luca was out. He of course talks a little shit to Duncan about winning the national championship in 2018. He even goes to the lengths of calling his mother down to help him find his trophy case so that he can show off some of his uh, hardware to us, just to rub it in Duncan's face a little bit. So uh, it's a really fun one. Hope you guys enjoy it. Here is Jalen. Great moments are born from great opportunity. So you're telling me there's a chance. Average goes
1: wins in a shocking upset. I feel shocked. You suck compared to me. So you guys are two prep school white guys to podcast.
0: We are underdogs.
2: They stay ready, so you don't have to get ready. Man, I haven't even told anybody this. This is kind of crazy.
0: <laughs> 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 Jalen, real quick, we had uh we had Mikhail on last year after the right. season. And he um, we talked about the national championship game. He called Michigan overrated. I think he might have called them trash at one point. Um there were a lot of fighting so, yeah. words that took place. Yeah, I got a lot of fighting words. So my point is you don't need to be bashful about the Villanova chair. It's like that's yeah. very little. That's minimal compared to the fire that Mikel was spitting, throwing. Let's see if you can see that. Can you see that all the way over there? <laughs> all right, man.
1: Uh, there we go. That's good stuff. Got, that's good. So it's that's nightmare net. fuel right there, baby.
2: Net right there. <laughs> the other net. Yeah, all that stuff. Is what that the
1: it. is that the same jersey I watched you score thirty in in the national championship, or, or what is that?
2: <laughs> no, nah, that's. Um, I think that's my first my first year. My jersey, the one I wore against you guys, is that is in Dallas right now.
0: Love it. Oh guy. yeah, that one he keeps with him. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Love that. Um, all right, well let's just
1: let's just run it, man. Uh, JB. Welcome to the, the Longshot Podcast. I'll, I'll be fully transparent. This is my first interview in a while. I took a little break <laughs> for the playoffs, uh, mm-hmm. so I decided to come back with some new flair with the straw hat. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to hit you with a hard-hitting question to start off. What do you think of my hat?
2: Hey man, I'm just I'm just disappointed. I didn't get um like a little notice for that. I would have wear a hat. Sure, I like the hat. I Like
1: the hat. Uh, I appreciate. it. Now you're bringing it, man. I like the. Uh, are those prescription or or what are we working with?
2: These are blue lights. I had a prescription, but then I had I got LASIK, which is one of the best decisions I ever had.
1: Love ever. that. Wait, yeah. you got LASIK? When was that?
2: Right after my rookie year, I got it. I, I wore a contact since I was maybe like in sixth or seventh grade. And then I was I was ready to move on.
1: <laughs> Did that make a difference for your basketball?
2: Yeah, it made a difference with life. Like, I was just waking up, not getting, big, and right when I woke up, I could see. Like it was just good to go. Like it had no grace period where I had to put my contacts and my glasses on. Like I could see. And obviously like once I wore contacts, like on the court for the first time, it's it, like made a huge difference. So once I got a LASIK, it was just like same.
1: No, that makes sense to me. Um, all right, man. Well, how, how are you doing? I know you've, uh, probably had a little bit of downtime since the end of the season, the big run you guys went on. Where are you at right now? Uh, what's going on with, with your life and, uh, yeah, just catch us up a little, uh, catch us up a little bit if you don't mind.
2: Yeah, um, I'm, um, I'm back home in New Jersey and my parents right now. I um, I've really been just chilling. Uh, I actually been in the gym the past you know week and a half. You know, I couldn't you know, stay off the court for too long, but you know, I like ease my way back into things. So I'm just trying to gradually pick it up again, but you know, can't complain.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I feel like each player has their own kind of process that they go through postseason. You know, whether it's get away, uh, clear the mind, whether it's take some time away from the game uh, or what have you. So it, it sounds like you were pretty quick to get back into it. Was that built out of like just like the itch that you have to always be you know working and, and, and playing basketball, or is it built out of motivation, or or what is it at this point?
2: Uh, a little bit of everything. I think the biggest uh, component of all that though is because um i have a pretty busy schedule going forward like i just didn't really know when i was gonna be able to be consistently working on the same place so i yeah. kind of wanted to just start working out so when i had to take days off or i had to do something that yeah, wasn't like ah like I, i've been working out to this point so i have a little, little, um, little room for things like that. So um, it's just scheduling wise and trying to make sure that I'm all good and not having to rush to get back into shape.
0: How, how different is a free agency summer? Because this is, you know, Duncan just went through it last summer and I was there for, for some of it. We were out in LA on the podcast. We tried to keep it uh, discreet. He was like, we're somewhere on the West coast. And then I let it be known right afterwards that we were in Los Angeles. But (laughs) Does the, does the approach change? Does the, obviously like you said, you don't really know where you're going to be spending your time. It's a busy schedule, but really for both of you, cause Dunk, you went through it. Do you feel, Dunk, did you feel like that summer was different? And Jalen, do you feel like when you look at your summer upcoming, anything's different than it has been in the last few years?
2: Um, I mean, it's definitely different. Uh, there's a lot on the line. Um, I mean, I don't really, my approach hasn't been different at all. Like I've kind of, not really thought about it. i like not, I've not tried to think about it too much. Um, I'm just trying to keep everything as like, as normal as possible, because obviously, um, things can be different going forward. But I mean, I've been, I've been enjoying my time now. I'm just really just trying to keep everything the same. I know it's not going to be, but I'm trying to be.
1: How do you, uh, how do you compartmentalize when you're going on a run in the playoffs, like you guys are? And you're obviously a huge, huge part of that. All the noise of Man, Jalen Brunson's gonna get a bag, man, Jalen Brunson's killing, man. Wait till Jalen Brunson gets paid. Like, how do you compartmentalize all of that noise? Because you definitely hear it. Like you gotta hear it to some extent. I'm not saying you're like letting it all all in like you know, you're reading all the tweets and all that sort of stuff, but like how do you at least keep it over there so you can keep the main thing, the main thing in terms of like, I got to help lead Dallas to the next round.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, you see it, you can't not see it. Right. Um, it's just impossible not to see anymore, but, um, I just, I think one thing that's great for me is that the people I keep close to me, um, they definitely keep me humble. My teammates, they kept me humble. Um, it's um, it's not easy. Like, like I said, you see it, but I think for me, what I've done the best job of is just trying to really focus on the things that I'm not doing well. So if I focus on the things I need to get better at, like on the court or all that stuff, like I won't think about the possibility of what's happening in the future. I just, I truly focus on basketball. Whenever people tried to talk about it, like with me, like directly, I just I didn't want to talk about it or I didn't want to like, acknowledge it. Like, um, the people who were like around me like my teammates and stuff like that they ob- they obviously said stuff but I mean they kept it to like a minimum they didn't really say anything to me because they knew that I was just trying to win I wasn't really trying to focus on that right now that was the least of my concerns
1: is there a a certain part of you after you guys get eliminated by the warriors uh, and I do want to talk more about the the series that Went your way. Obviously, that one didn't. But a- after that series ends, right? And you know, you have this free agency coming up. Obviously, the motions are, you know, whatever pissed, disappointed, uh frustrated, feeling like you guys, you know, were right on the doorstep of, of playing in the finals. But is there some sort of kind of like relief in, in a way? Because I know having gone through that, uh and a little, it was a little bit of a different situation. Uh, but I just remember that year leading up to free agency, obviously like we, we had gotten swept by Milwaukee and, uh, just had a really disappointing first round and I didn't play as well as I thought I could. And, you know, there's a lot of frustration there, but in the back of my mind, there was also this relief of, all right, well, like at this point I've done all I can do. And, you know, to, to quote coach Beeline, classic coach Beeline saying the hay is in the barn. You know that's what he used to always say, the night before games for us. So like in my mind, it was like, all right, it is what it is. Everything's outside of my control at this point. The hay is in the barn. Did you have any sort of feeling like that?
2: Um, a little bit. Um, obviously, I was frustrated with um, right. the outcome, but um, I um, I just knew that I put myself in a great position. Um, I uh, I did everything I could but knowing that um, I can still get a lot better which was actually the part where kind of like, it was like a relief feeling, like I did everything I could, but I, I just know I can do more, I know I can be better. And um, so while I was, you know, kind of like, I won't say at peace or everything, I was definitely upset, but I just knew that there was, a, a I was good, but at the same time I was still hungry. And um, I think I mean, that. I think that fire, that chip on my shoulder will always be there no matter like what the outcome is. Even if we get did go all the way and we did win it, like what's next? I'm always thinking about what's next. It's just it's something I've always had, and I don't know if it will ever go away.
0: It makes sense that you're an elite guard in the NBA, and I'm not, because I think if I had the postseason that you had, after that initial disappointment weared off, I would be thinking, bag secured. Job's done.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. I think it was just the way I was raised. Like, I got to thank my parents for that. Like, I just, I always am looking forward to seeing what's next for me. And, um, I just, I don't know why it just, it's just, that's just how it's, how it's always been.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I, I absolutely get that. And before people like, I feel like the question that I asked, I feel like people could take it out of context and what I said, like, I was asking the question in terms of, like, after that initial disappointment settles, right? And then you move forward uh, towards free agency. I I don't question for a second that you weren't, you know, knowing the person that you are and the competitive spirit that you have. Uh, I know, obviously, like, you're you're a team first type of guy and always have been. And I think that shows, too, in the track record that you have when it comes to winning. Um, And that's the other thing, too, with it. Like, you know, you don't have necessarily, like, I mean – I saw it at times you were getting in your bag, but like the flashiest game per se, but you prioritize winning, you play the right way. And that alone at the end of the day will result in a long career, uh, a lot of money and all that other extracurricular stuff, whatever takes care of itself. uh, When you keep the the winning stuff first.
2: Yeah. I, I, I mean, honestly, I think after that, like initial disappointment, honestly with you, like you would think I would, like, I would think like, all right, like, I put myself in a good position. Like I'm, I'm going to be good. Like I, I truly don't think it, it's like I've gotten to that point where I know I'm like, I'm going to be good. Like, I need, I need a sign and I need to make sure that like, I'm good there. Then I'll be yeah. then I'll be good. Like it hasn't, <laughs> like, I know I'm in a good spot, but I mean, it just hasn't, honestly, it hasn't yet.
1: No, that makes sense. Um, it's funny too, because, you know, you were a second round pick, uh, a lot of people, I think, throughout the course of your contract, have talked about, you know, how you've overplayed your contract and you're so underpaid and this and that, and you put yourself in this incredible situation uh, to secure your your spot in this league, uh, secure, you know, whatever financial opportunities. But when you were coming in as a 33rd pick, I mean, you were still national player of the year, two time national champion, and you still don't get the respect you deserve in terms of falling to the second round. Like, is that just par for course for you at this point? Like being overlooked, all that sort of stuff? It's happened to
2: every level, every yeah. single level. Um, high school um, happened a little bit. Obviously, um, I was able to win the, finally, a senior, win a state championship. But um, everyone was saying that, like, like Jalen's, you know, not athletic enough, too small, whatever. Whatever, like, and then the gradually just kept proving them wrong, proving them wrong, proving them wrong, and then there's always that yeah he's good, but it's always that that but, and then college same thing like did everything I could, literally everything I could, literally
1: every team and individual thing that you could you accomplished literally everything
2: I could, and it still wasn't like like it wasn't just this but like ah eh, like now like I'm just there's nothing new to me. It's just, it's always happened. And um, I kind of like it that way. It, it just makes me grind it out even more.
1: What do you like? What are you thinking in your mind though, after you win your second national championship? And, and we can talk or not talk about that. You know? <laughs> we, don't, we don't really need to get into that. Uh, you win national player of the year. Your, your line is crazy. Your you know, efficiency, everything off the charts. And you're talking to your agent. And he's like, yeah, man, we're still, you know, I'm trying to get you into the, the end of that first round. Like, what are you, what are you thinking in your mind? Like, what the fuck do I have to do? And then turn around, you see other dudes, we don't need to name names that are getting drafted, lottery uh, in the teens, late first round that have like averaged eight points, you know, one year of college. And, and all of a sudden they're like shooting up draft boards because they jump high at the combine.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um... I don't, like, honestly, when I – I was the first one with the draft. Uh, I had a draft party at um, back home in Jersey. Had everyone everyone that I knew there, and it was great. Like, everyone's having a great time, you know, and all that stuff. I'm literally sitting in front of the TV just, like, with a blank stare, just, like, just watching the draft go on. And everyone's just, like, no talking, whatever, whatever. There's, everyone's just having a great time. I'm just blank staring at it the whole way, like, just – because that I, I was that was, was tough. It was really tough seeing, like, things like that. I obviously, have, I love my teammates. I love them to death. But, like, knowing that I was national player of the year, right, lean score, all that stuff, did everything for the team, I was, like, the fourth teammate drafted. That's crazy. Uh, um, like, I love them to death. Like, they, they deserve everything, true. Like, any of my teammates, you, you I'll tell them that. But, um, like, just seeing that, though, like, it's like, damn, like, do I really belong in this league? Like, it, it makes you question, like, there's, there are always days when you are young in the league when you start to question things, like, like damn, like, do I belong here? Like, is this for me? Like, am I going to be here for a long time? Like, those questions, like, come up all the time when you're a young guy. And, like, you may not even, like, think about it, like, right away, but there'll be days you're just sitting by yourself, Wherever you are, you're like, this is tough, man. This is tough, and but then eventually, if like, you just keep working through it, like I did, like you did, like you just, you're gonna be, you're gonna be in a good position.
1: Yeah, give me another, uh, give me another moment you questioned it, because I feel like those are like some of my when I look back, like I have very, you hit it on the head, like I have very specific moments that I think of when, mm-hmm. that are like dark times in my mind. When I like when I take myself to that moment, like that was a dark moment. Yeah. And like I, I, came through it. I came out the other side. But give me another example um, of, of one of those times.
2: Yeah. Um. I, I would have to say my rookie year. We, um. We weren't that good. Honestly, I think it was my first losing season ever. Like ever losing. I, I'm just whatever. But it was after like there was like a run where. I started, like, six games in a row or seven games in a row, whatever, playing pretty well, like, individually. I think we might have lost a little bit, but I was playing pretty well individually. And then, like, there, there was nobody out injured. There was nothing like, nothing like that. All of a sudden, just next game, zero minutes. I'm just like, what? I'm just so confused. I, I'm just – it just – the mind games in this league are nuts, but like I mean, I mean that's what that's what makes you good or not good, man. If people give you mind play, play mind games with you, like it's how you come out on the other side, and um, you have gotta fight through it. And then I mean, like you said, you you'll get to the other side at some point, but I mean, if you don't put up that fight, I mean, that's half the battle.
1: Nah, no, that's that's real. Uh, that's one thing that's a damn fact it doesn't matter where you're drafted the nba will t- test your mental like that's just a fact and it'll happen more than once uh real quick take it back to to draft night real quick uh first off i just want to say uh, i didn't have a draft party but i had like some people over i think davis was actually one of them uh i didn't think i was really gonna get drafted but i thought there was a chance and uh i remember that year okc had like four second round picks and i like had a really good workout for them And uh, they had like four picks in like 45 to 60. So I was holding out. I was like, they're going to take me at one of these picks. And uh, I knew it was looking pretty dark when my mom went to bed at like pick 38. She's like, yeah, I'm just going to go to bed. I was like, I can't even get my own mother to believe (laughs) in me, Uh, let alone anyone else, let alone an NBA team. Uh, So that's when I knew it was over. But for you, uh, when you get taken 33rd, obviously that's supposed to be like, a seminal moment in anyone's life and an incredible moment at that. But you mentioned like you're taken after your teammates, you you're the national player of the year, you're taken in the second round. Is that a moment of like relief? Is it a moment of like joy? Uh, are you pissed? Or is the chip just added on to like, like where are you at when, when you hear your name called or you get that call for uh, that you're going to Dallas?
2: All those emotions then. Every single, yeah, right. every single motion you just said is what like just is what I felt, and I was like I was happy, relieved, you know, pissed, but like excited, like all that stuff. Like I'm just like it was nuts. It was it was it was really nuts. And then everyone's like just going crazy, like, yelling, and screaming, and all that stuff. I remember everyone's trying to congratulate me, and like my dad, like, everyone's around, like my mom, my sister, everyone was around me, They're, like. I loved like right there. I'm like, where's my dad? My dad was looking at another TV. I literally walked to him. He walked outside and like he like. That's when I started. That's when I really started crying. Like I was just like, like damn, like I'm here, like, done it. And then um that was a real special moment for sure.
0: So then. Jalen, you talk about your rookie year, then goes on. And it's the first time you experience losing on that level. I mean, you won at every level previously. Like you said, your senior year, you get the state championship, you win two national championships at college, then you're losing your rookie year. Fast forward to today, you guys are obviously not losing. How close did you feel as a group to being that championship team? Because if anybody knows what it takes, it's certainly you. You've done it at all these levels.
2: You're close. We were close. Like, our team was so dialed in. We, um, I honestly can't, we we looked at it, like, obviously long, the end goal is to win a championship, right? That's how, I mean, all of the seasons start. But I think with us, what we did that was so special is that we never talked about, like, like, championship part. Like, yes, it's a goal. Yes, it may come up for, like, a second, but it wasn't, like, we, we got to do this, we got to do this. It's like, what can we do to win this game, the next game, the next game? Like we were taking it literally one step at a time and that's what we did when um, at Nova. That's what we did in high school. We took it, we never said we got to do this to win the championship. It was like, what do we have to do this time, the next time, the next time, just taking it one step. And then, I mean, that's what it started to feel like. And then um, obviously we run into a dynasty, but um, it, was, it was close, it was really close. How do you, how do you recapture that
1: with the expectations? And we don't need to really talk about next year, but just in general, like how do you recapture that now that everyone's like, all right, well they just came off the Western Conference Finals. They're bringing all these guys back. Uh, I know obviously you have there's there's still some things you need to figure out this summer, but assuming you know all is all is what it is, and, and you're back in Dallas, which I got to imagine will be the case. Uh, How do you not – because, like, you did it at Villanova, clearly. Like, how do you not win a national championship and then the following year talk about defending a national championship or or repeating or whatever? Like, because I've actually – I've seen across the league, like, expectations are really, really hard to deal with, especially when you have all these other variables that come with the NBA, when it comes to, like, egos and roles and money, who's getting paid, who all this sort of stuff – you know, you think you'll just recapture the chemistry, the flow that you had the previous year that's only, you know, whatever, four months ago. But very rarely does it turn out like that. And I think you see often, like, when we came off our finals, all of a sudden the next year, like, we were below 500, 20 games into the season. I think you saw it this year with Atlanta. It took them a while to get going. They, they went to the Eastern Conference Finals, come back. It's just different. It's different. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so in your experience, because you've done it, you've sustained greatness on teams throughout a course of time. How do you recapture that?
2: I think it starts with like the ego part. Like if we really want to win, like we can't have egos. that goes for any team. That goes for anywhere you go. Like if you, your ego is even remotely messing up the team, like remotely close to messing up the team and you're you're not going to have a shot. Like, um, I learned that when I was younger. I'm um, that in Nova for sure. Um, that You, you got to keep your ego at the door um, and everything will fall into place. Uh, I mean, on paper, I guess guys are supposed to do certain things to get to a certain point, but like you never know what someone's like feeling inside, like how they feel like or what they should be doing. Like just the ego has to be stopped at the door if you want to win. For
1: sure. How... Uh... How do you describe, because obviously you've been a leader, obviously in college, and I see you have a, you bring like a certain sense of leadership. What is like your leadership style? Like, are you like super vocal? Are you just kind of like lead by example? Or is it kind of a hybrid of the two?
2: Definitely a mix of the two. Um, Like when it's needed, I mean, you got to be vocal, but like I try and lead by example. I, um... I guess I lead like when it's like needed. You know, I'm not like a guy who's just going out there and just started yelling just because it's it's what leaders do. Like, I just got to find the the right tone to talk to people. You got to know your audience. You got how you talk to them, um, what your message is. Um, Because you don't want to, like, if you're getting yelled at by like a coach or whatever, like, you don't want to go back and start yelling again, like, from hearing it from your teammates. Like, how can I relay the message in a way where it's like you understand it? Like you get coaches pissed now and he wants us to pick it up. But how can I relay the me- message to actually get you to do it? You know, that's just, I'm trying to be, I try to be the middle ground between our coach and our team. And that's how I've always been. And it's, it's worked so far. So I got, I'm going to keep going that way.
0: This year for you, did that, does that change at all? when Luca is out, because, you know, for those that don't know, most people who listen to this podcast probably do, but he's he's out the first three games of the playoffs this year for you guys. And it mm-hmm. seemed like you absolutely soaked in the moment. You stepped into it. You had, what, 24, 40, 30 in those three games carrying the team. It, and you'd been great all year, obviously, but it felt like that was like you sort of stepping up into that moment do you feel like you need to take on a different role or is it just, look, I'm going to do what I've always done. It's just now maybe I'm in the starting lineup or now maybe it's, well, I have the ball in my hands a little bit more. Does it not feel like that much of a shift?
2: Yeah, not much. I, I tried to, you know, just be myself. You not know, everyone. Like one thing that J kid was great at. he's like, yo, you don't got to be Luca. Just be yourself. Like, like if Luca's out then like just be yourself. Um, and, uh, I just, was myself. I, I didn't try to you know, do things that like he does. He's spectacular. Like, he does some things that like not a lot of people on this earth can do or have done. Now, there's a very select few. Um, but like for me, like, I know my leadership style. I know how I play. How can I implement that into winning this game? And then um, that's just it. Kind of just fell into place. Um, I didn't really try to do too much. Obviously. Opportunity was there, and um, it was working. So my teammates could give me confidence. Coaching staff was telling me to keep going, to like, go, go. And while I was you know, putting out some numbers, I was still trying to make the right plays. And um, it just it helped us get a 2-1 lead and then went off from there. You were hoping.
1: <laughs> sure. Uh, how confident were you guys going into that Game 7 against Phoenix? Like, was that something you – did you feel that coming? Like, obviously, I don't think anyone saw it being what it was, like 40-ball or 50-ball, whatever it ended up being. But, like, did you guys think, like, yeah,
2: like, we're, we're here? I knew we had a chance to win that game because, I mean, most – nobody picked – literally nobody picked us to win that series. Right. Nobody. So they had a chance to close it out, didn't. And then we have a chance to go back home go back to their place and win, the, win a game seven. And um, I don't even know what happened, man. All of a sudden we're just up like 20 and 30 crazy. and 40. And then like, I think we might be almost 50 at one point. Maybe it was it was close, but no one, everyone, I, honestly, I didn't think we would win by that much. I knew we could win the game for sure. But to win by the way we did
1: We were, uh, we were talking about the, the day of that game. We were talking about – because there was another Game of 7 that day, I think, right?
2: I think it was Boston, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking in the locker room of, like, who was going to win the games. And everybody – sorry, but everyone was like, Phoenix probably got this one. And P.J. Tucker – was adamant he was like i talked to i talked to jared dudley i gave him the game plan i got dallas he was like adamant he's like dallas winning this one i, I talked to duds i talked to duds it was funny so i don't know if pj actually had any input into the game plan <laughs> uh but he came in the next day and was beating his chest i told you guys i told you guys it's pretty funny uh so maybe i don't know pj should be a coach or something because the fucking game plan seemed to work clearly
2: i feel like pj will be a great coach for some reason, I don't know why, I just, when you've been in the league this long, you've seen a lot, and your your knowledge is out of this world. So, I mean, I can see that happen for sure.
1: Seen a lot, my goodness. Yeah, that's that's for sure. And P.J. obviously just has this, like, crazy energy and, and will to him, uh, which is just super, super yeah. unique. Um, I want to talk a little bit about your teammates. Uh multiple guys like really really stepped up throughout the course of that run spencer was was awesome maxi has stretches where he was uh lights out um dorian finney smith i feel like is just always kind of like that guy that just never gets enough love uh and then obviously luca was incredible uh i always feel like when you go on runs like that it takes a certain synergy like across the group to everybody just kind of be locked in. Did you feel that at that point in the season, there was just a certain like role clarity and freedom that you guys were playing with as to where it was like, no longer need to really be discussed, talked about. Uh, It just kind of was what it was.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Honestly, when we started the season, like, 16 to 18, right? And, um, and we kind of had, like, a little COVID, little hiccup, where guys were in and out of the, the protocols in a couple weeks. And then once everyone kind of got back, after January 1st, we just started clicking. Because, like, we... Think about it, we also had a brand-new coaching staff, too. So this is the first year under this coaching staff. So this one when we all kind of started clicking. We had to, like, relearn the... Uh, offensive schemes, the defensive schemes, because we were teaching them to the like the the ten day guys. Like that's how mm-hmm. most of us like kind of like relearned it, because we actually end up having to teach it. And so um, once all that happened, we got everyone back. We kind of started rolling and getting. Um, I think we had like first or second best record since January first, something like that. And then like once we get in the playoffs, um, I think one, after the first three games when we won those, we went two and one without Luka, um, I think guys are like, yo, let's do this. When he gets back, I mean, we're good. We got this. Right. We got this. And then obviously he comes back. Um, we should have won game four. Like, we should have won game four in Utah, but we end up losing by one. But um, everyone's roles were kind of like everyone's just ready to go. Like no one really cared about like I like, I haven't got my shot. I haven't done this. I haven't done that. Like Guys are just like, what we got to do to win? That's that's our that was our mindset, and then um, I mean, some nights it was other guys. Some nights it's it wasn't like, and guys are like, all right. Did we win or did we lose? Like, what can we do to win? And then I think honestly, everyone had that mindset, and then and that's what made this run special because like no one really cared. Like we all understood that like we can do something special, and um, we we're very close to doing something special. I think honestly, the best part about this part, this uh, season, that I said like no one really want like picked us to do anything and then um the fact that we were to prove people wrong um was pretty special and i think that's we kept just telling telling each other to prove people wrong just keep proving people wrong like we all believe in each other right We don't need anybody else to believe in us it's it's all us
1: what's uh what's the biggest difference between going on a run in college throughout march and going on the playoff run Obviously, outside of like it's one and done, uh, you know, versus a series. But like, are there are there similarities? I'm sure. Like, but what's like the biggest difference that you that you felt because uh, you've obviously done both now?
2: Yeah. Um. Obviously, the one and done thing's crazy in the, in the tournament, but the mental and physical like concentration you need to have. For a series is insane. Yeah. One thing about the tournament, though, you're done in three weeks. Right. no matter What? Yeah. It's three yeah. weeks. Like the finals. That's another two months added. Right. That's, well, what, makes might, it, that's what makes. That's what the NBA series.
1: Out. There might be a series that's three weeks, two and a half weeks. Yeah. You, you take a team to seven. It's crazy. The grind. I couldn't agree
2: more for sure. I think that. I think that's kind of like why people say, like, all right, greatness is, like, obviously done in the playoffs. Like, you got to be that guy for those two months. Like, that's – it was taxing. Like, the first series, I was like, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. But then, like, you got to find a way. And then um, I would say just from that point, like, the the mental part was you got to be locked in. Like, nothing else matters at that point. Nothing.
1: What uh, what has what did, what did you really notice first about the difference that that JK brought uh, to to the staff and to the group?
2: Um, one thing that like I saw from him was that like he kind of wanted us to do it on our own. Like, he was like, "All right, I'm gonna give you guys this, this, and this. Go do it." And then we would play like these little screamers in practice, and like usually like. Guy, like someone had something happens. Coach is called timeout. He's like, figure it out, figure it out, get out the run. That's It happened during games too. He'd be like, you're on a seven-hour run. Obviously, like we'll slow it down, but we'll get something good. But just go, just go. And obviously, if it was bad, he would call timeout. But he always just kind of gave us like a little freedom to kind of figure it out on our own. And I guess that kind of helped us with our chemistry because we had to talk it out. Like we had to. Cause he not he he's not gonna say anything. He's go and then um i think the biggest thing i took from him personally as uh, all the conversations we had like he was always trying to make me better and i'll never forget this we played sacramento we come back we we're down a certain point certain amount of points come back doe hits the corner three to win the game it was uh it was like in march um so i drive the lane uh doe hits it with like two and a half like three or two and a half seconds left and everyone's like hyping lock and like yeah dope. Uh, like good pass Jay What up? and Jake is like yeah like, good good stuff guys but uh Jay you got you should have waited a little bit longer we, we didn't want any time on the clock and everyone's just like 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 what like what and I'm like <laughs> at first, first I'm like ah oh, like like really he just like stole he just like killed the vibe and I was like not wrong man like he's always he was always trying to make me better at any, chance he get, any, any chance he got. I love that.
1: It's, it's funny because that first point you made is like one of those cliches that everyone always talks about is like a player-led team is more difficult to beat than a coach-led team. But it's like, all right, well, how do you really create that as a coach? And, and it's stuff like that, right? We, you ultimately have to let players figure it out like just find solutions amidst themselves, because there's going to be way more moments where as a coach, you, you can't have an impact than when you can. Uh, and I love, I love the, I love the moment of after you guys win still like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta wait a little longer. That's, that's real though. And that, and that's like an opportunity for you obviously to learn from one of the greatest ever play the position, which is like, I'm sure you're, you're taking every advantage of that. You can like soaking up that every single day in practice. Um, so yeah, that's, that's dope, I like that.
2: Yeah, he was he was great, man. He was really good for us. He just, he changed the vibe, and like, he just basically just found a way for us to kind of make us talk. Everything was about talking. Like, everything was about talking no matter what. And um, like, he would start drills with like, different rules. And then we had, like, he would tell one team that wouldn't tell the other two teams. And we had to figure out like, what the rule was. Like, either no, like, no dribbling, uh, what like what, it was what the need to talk it out and figure it out. and we had no choice but to talk.
0: It's another one of those mental things. it's It's a fascinating piece of the playoffs because you mentioned it, Jalen Duncans talked about it before, but the mental side of a series and how taxing it can be. did you feel like that was an advantage that Golden State had over you guys just because they had been there before so many of those guys had won championships. It's like they knew what it was mentally. Whereas for some of you guys, it was the first time that you had been that far in the playoffs.
2: For all of us, it was the first time, honestly. I think I'm pretty sure all of us has never went that far. But um, yeah, like, I mean, they've been doing it for such a long time. I I mean, it's hard not to think about that when you're playing them. And then we were, we should have been 1-1. We were up 20 in game two, lost game two. And then to come home, lose game three, be down three overs, I think with a press conference, I think after the game I was just like, and they've been doing this for a whole decade. Like you gotta give them credit. Like it's it's what they do. And um it's just it's just tough when you are playing a group of guys like that that have lived it, done it, and are still hungry to do it again. All right.
1: Yeah, I mean that's a, a perfect example is again in the finals that they find a way to win that game for when like everyone's like Boston had control of that game for so much of the game. And it's like if Boston wins that game, gotta imagine that that series is over, and they just find a way to win it, and then they come back and don't even really play that well. But it's because they, you know, they got home court and all this other stuff. Like they find a way to win Game Five, and then all of a sudden it's like the series momentum has entirely flipped. Where if, I'm sure a lot of people after after Game Three would have had Boston. You know, they, yeah. they had gotten uh, home court. Um, all right, we we don't want to take too much of your time, but we we do got to talk about. The, uh, the elephant in the room, which is the national championship. Uh, we, we talked about it with McHale. I just feel like I'd be dodging it if I didn't at least bring it up. Right. Uh, I, after you guys beat Kansas, because I'm pretty sure Mikhail said this, were you guys like, all right, we're cool now. We got Michigan. They're like, <laughs> be honest.
2: No, 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 no. I was really honest. So Mikhail's with lying. Too. All right, that's oh, good. I, I'm, I'm be, happy. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I really wanted to play Loyola Chicago. I really wanted to, because that was the first school I visited. I was oh, like, "Oh, that's it's a, it's All it's right, so we're fulfilling circle.
1: like career missions for Jalen Brunson now. Like, <laughs> what is this two K? Like, come well, on, man. No, he had
0: already won one. He had already won one. This was just like it was all extra now. Now that would have been poetic, honestly, I, to put. Yeah, that,
2: yeah that, I was like that, I was like, yo, oh, I, I would love to play. And let me put you guys. I was like, oh, maybe gotta put these these dudes, man. I'm just, uh, but the first, the first, it wasn't, it wasn't a blow the entire game. First, like ten minutes, y'all had con- really had control of the game. Yeah, it was mostly Mo. I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> Mo was just in his bag early. Was like, Get out of his way. If you want to be real, I had nothing to do with the whole game either. I was in foul trouble.
1: I mean, a little bit though. I just remember the first play because we had gone into first, the game oh, first, we like
2: first back to backs. I, I scored both. I remember that
1: crazy.
2: I'm listening. Keep going. Keep going. Bro, the oh, first
1: he's about to pull out some hardware. Yeah, I don't like where this is going. Dude, the first we pre game, our our prep, we had talked about what are we doing with Jalen Brunson in the post? And it was a big it was a big back and forth. It was a big discussion. And we had Xavier Simpson, who's you know, this lockdown defender. We're like, you know what? We're gonna let X play ones with Jalen in the post. We're not doubling. All
2: right, man. That was a great that was Sit a down. Break. Great
0: idea. Hold on, Ma. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> he said, "Where's the trophy case? <laughs> it's on.
2: Where
1: is it?" I can't believe this is happening right now. We uh, should hang up on it. No, 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 no. We're
2: not. We're not hanging up here. I gotta find. And there's a little trophy case right here with the uh, rings. <clears throat> but, oh my god! You know, but I'll, anyways, I'll, we. I'll save, I'll save you. I'll get it. Oh.
1: We we decide we're not gonna double Jalen Brunson in the post. It, it was a group decision that we all made. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna bet on our our point guard, Xavier, to uh to give up problems to the post. First two possessions. It was like the Russ Rock the Baby, just light. <laughs> just boom, shoulder, boom, shoulder, hook, boom, <laughs> shoulder. And then the other one was like a fadeaway. We were just like ah, uh, we might need to make an adjustment on this. Uh, but you did get in foul trouble, which is crazy, because then Dante just decided that
2: 30. Dante was like, you know what? Like, why not? It's let's just let's just, Yeah.
1: But he oh, just man. decided to go for a, a 30 ball off the bench. It was uh, – I mean, at that point – it's also like I was watching this game the other day. You guys had five legit NBA players, like really good NBA players. Uh I got to imagine, like, I don't know where you, you probably think you're the best college team, whatever, in the last decade. But you, if you're not first, uh, you're somewhere in the top three or five, for sure. We're definitely number one. Fair enough. I mean, definitely that's ever. definitely a
2: biased opinion.
0: Ever? Uh, I would say yes, but. I mean, you guys did. I, what's the stat? No games in single digits in the tournament? No, do
2: yeah, La- our last- is that
0: way. what it was?
2: Our, our last ten or eleven games of the season, we won by double digits, including including the uh, postseason.
1: Conference oh, so definitely- the tournament, conference tournament oh. too. So you definitely thought that that 2018 team was better than the first team that won it that you were on, without question, not even close.
2: That I mean, that debate goes on all the time with within like guys from the program, like right, like me and um. Me and Josh Hart, me and Arch, uh, we talk about like how eight, 18 was the best team. The best team. Hey, mom, do me a favor. <laughs> up. You please open I'm proving a pro- pro-
1: point. I need, I need don't. a need. Please. please don't. Please
0: don't. It's unbelievable. That's my mother, guys. You already won. You don't need a gloat.
2: Hello. No, need- hello, hello,
0: hello Jalen's mother. Hi. How are you? <laughs> hello. Honestly, not great now that your son is rubbing this in our face. <laughs> We get it, dude. You have a lot of hardware. All right. Yeah, we understood. State champion.
2: What do you? What it What do you need? I need this one right here. Okay.
0: We shouldn't allow this. This has gone too far. <laughs> just, just, this is our show, Jalen. It's okay. It's
2: a live show. You're,
0: you're disrespecting. Not a live
1: show. <laughs> but since it's not live, what do you? What do you think of my hat? Honest feedback. In the chair. In the oh, chair. that's
2: Oh uh, yeah. uh, What school are they from, Jalen?
1: you Go ahead. I I played at Michigan.
0: That's why.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it makes it makes sense that you wouldn't remember me. I wasn't very impactful in the national championship game.
0: Oh no, that's okay. Uh, wow, a, it looks so great. That's actually, awesome, this man.
1: is I'm really happy for you, man.
0: Yeah. Is, all right, that's all the time we have. We're gonna have to go. This is the final four. Right?
2: <laughs> I think this is the national championship right here. You know. Well, what do you yeah.
1: mean? You think it doesn't say it in diamond encrusted letters on there?
2: No, it does. <laughs> I, just, I had to uh, prove the point. You know, yeah, what I mean,
0: All right, this man. this <laughs> took a bad turn. Wait, can I ask one more question, Duncan? Can I ask one more question? Yeah, go I know ahead. you. Have, I know you're run. Jalen. I do want to ask real quick because Duncan brought up your post game. Yeah. It makes absolutely no sense to me how effective you are in that like five to ten foot range from the basket. I played open gym the other day. We're similar height. Uh, I played open gym the other day. where like the tallest guy on the court, six, four. And anytime I'm inside the three point line, I don't know what to do. Uh, and so for someone at your size to be that effective in an NBA game, it, it legitimately makes no sense to me. Have you always had that? Like you're getting guys down in the post. Your footwork is crazy down there. Like what, what are you doing? What's your secret?
2: I, I, this is, I I've always worked on my, my post game. Um, I just, I don't know why. I always have, always had great touch around the rim. Like I remember growing, like growing up, my dad's like, "You did, you have a, like a gift of like being able to finish on the basket." I'm like, like "All right, like, I've, I'm not thinking anything of it." Like, okay, um, but then like I see numbers. I've been seeing numbers the past like, couple of years saying, uh, like percentage wise, like Jalen like finishes around the rim like amongst like Giannis and like LeBron and like Zion. I'm like. Like, damn, I'm barely dunking it, maybe twice a year, maybe. Um, But uh, I don't know why. I've I've always worked on it. Um, And then in college, it kind of became a thing to actually, like, use it as a play my my last year. Um, Arch did it. um, Then I was able to do it. And then Coach is just like, we're going to run this into the ground because there's five shooters on the court and there's no one you can help off of. And if you help, we're going to kick it out. And then the league, obviously, no one thinks I can still do it. And then I am able to use my footwork, I'm able to use my creativity, and um, finally put the ball in the basket.
0: But you are getting you are getting better at it. Like your your numbers this year, I saw like your amount of shots from that distance is way up. Your field goal percentage from that distance is way up. So it was like, are you not? Is this something you are? consciously emphasizing or is it just again it's just like well i've always been like this is where i can get to you know i can get busy in this area
2: i always had the confidence i could score down there honestly i've always had the confidence i could score anywhere but um Jay kid just like yo like if you get down there even match up you want go go go. i mean and then my teammates i had the same confidence to me as well so it kind of just made it easier once everyone was like yo like like, go. Like, obviously, like, getting into leap. people are like, oh, you're not going to be able to do that. So I'm thinking, all right, like, it's frowned upon. I shouldn't do it. And then people are like, just go. Just go do it. Go. Like, that's what you do. And then people help. Try to make the right play. If not, I'm scoring.
0: I don't understand it. I respect it, but Davis, I just don't that's, understand it. That's not great advice for somebody that's built like you, just for the record. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I Yeah. I, there's nothing I can take away from this conversation. <laughs> um, all
1: right, JV. I appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, thanks for taking the time do me a favor man have a fantastic offseason uh hopefully our, cro- our paths cross at some point but uh yeah man good luck with free agency and everything uh, i'm pretty certain it's it's going to be a pretty good outcome for you
2: <laughs> i appreciate you guys thank you for having me appreciate it all right